Good morning, everyone. My name is Lily Cassidy, and I have been attending Faith for the past six years. I recently graduated from Grain Valley High School, and I will be attending the University of Missouri in the fall. As many of you know, I'm going to college to study early education, specifically early elementary. For a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I often worried that I would never find something that I loved enough to do as a career. One night, around my junior year of high school, I was laying in bed and it was like God just dropped the answer right into my lap. I was going to be a teacher. I don't know why this hadn't crossed my mind before or why it hit me that night, but I can clearly remember the feeling of knowing that yes, this was what I was called to do. Looking back now, it is no surprise at all that this is where my passion is. God had been planting seeds in my life since I was a child that would eventually blossom into the love for teaching I have today. I remember when I was very young, I would have my family come to school to take my pretend class. I would even make lesson plans and have different activities to do each day. I loved school and I was always looking for different opportunities to learn. Flash forward to eighth grade and I started working in the nursery here at Faith. It has been five years now and I have loved every moment of watching these kids grow up and learn about their faith in Christ. God was sowing in me a desire to help children learn and grow into who they are called to be. Since that night, junior year, I've searched out opportunities to work with children. I've taught swim lessons, dance classes, coached t-ball, which if you know me is a little out of my comfort zone, been a part of the A-plus program, led a VBS group, and I'm set up to work at an after-school program for elementary-aged children at Mizzou. I often get asked if I ever have time to do what I want because of all the things that I'm a part of, but I'm happy to say that everything I just listed is where I find the most joy. Now, when I'm asked what I want to do with my life, I don't hesitate to say that teaching is what my future holds. While I'm so excited to be a teacher, sometimes it scares me when I think about it. I never question if it's what I want to do, but I often question if I'm capable. Thoughts run through my brain of what if I can't handle it? What if I'm not good enough? What if it's too overwhelming? Well, our scripture today reminds me of three key truths that stop my fears in their tracks. Number one. Don't wait until you are 100%. Number two, don't wait for someone else to solve a problem. Choose to be the solution. And number three, God will fill in the areas that we lack. So let's dive into the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, found in Matthew 14, verses 13 through 21. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Before we dig into what this scripture holds, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Let's dive into number one. Don't wait until you are 100%. 
The first line of this story, Matthew 14, verse 13, says, When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Sometimes I think we look past this verse and skip to the part where Jesus actually feeds the 5,000. But let's look into what this verse actually means. The event that Matthew was referring to was the death of John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin and close friend. You see, Jesus had just been told by the disciples that John the Baptist had been beheaded by the king. I can imagine that he would have been pretty overwhelmed and heartbroken at that moment. John the Baptist had done so much for the kingdom of God and was Jesus' close friend. No wonder Jesus had gone off alone in a boat, crying out to his father for comfort. I would say that he was probably not feeling 100% right at that moment. He was probably feeling pretty broken. Yet we read right after this in verses 13 and 14, that hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus didn't get any time to reflect or process the death of his friend before he was surrounded by crowds of people asking for healing. But instead of trying to avoid the crowds, Jesus landed back on the shore when he saw them. He had compassion on them, and he healed them. At a time where he needed the comfort of a loving father, he gave comfort to his father's children. Jesus let go of his own hurt so that he could take away the hurt of others. I think about the selflessness of Jesus at that time. He didn't stay out on the water until he felt better and then go to the crowds. He didn't tell them he would come see them another day under better circumstances. He just saw that they needed him, set his own pain aside, and went to help them. I think about this on days when I don't feel like I have 100% of myself to give. I wonder if I can even handle what I have ahead that day. Maybe you feel too tired, lost, busy, hurt, angry, sick, or anxious to face what is before you. These feelings can weigh us down and draw us away from the people around us. When I feel this way, I try to remember that Jesus didn't turn away when he was feeling down. He still put the people around him ahead of his own needs. On hard days, ask yourself, am I going to sail away from what God places before me, or am I going to sail up to the shore and let God give me the strength to serve his people? We can't wait until we are 100%, because those days will be few and far between. Don't miss an opportunity to serve the Lord because you are worried about serving yourself first. Number two, don't wait for someone else to solve a problem. Choose to be the solution. After Jesus healed the crowds, we read that the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. This doesn't seem like a very unreasonable thing for the disciples to say. It was late, everyone was hungry, and the disciples knew they did not have enough food for all of the people there that day. It would be much easier for the people to go back to the village and get food for themselves. But Jesus had a different plan. He told the disciples, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. I wonder how the disciples felt at that moment. Were they confused, irritated? To them, it made more sense for the people to go somewhere else to find food because they did not have enough to share. I don't think that they were turning these people away out of a selfish heart. I think they were just thinking practically about the situation. But Jesus doesn't think practically. He thinks compassionately. He saw a need and he wanted to meet it. He didn't send the people off to find food, but he chose to serve them himself. 
A lot of times we can miss opportunities to help others because we think that someone else will do it. We see a homeless person on the side of the road asking for money. I hope someone will stop and help them. We get asked to do something that we don't feel capable of. Someone else could do a better job. We hear a friend or neighbor say something that doesn't seem quite right. Well, they probably didn't mean that. I'm sure everything's okay. We experience so many opportunities to serve every day, and yet we often assume that someone else will take care of it. Why is it so rare that we see a need and think, I'm going to do something about it? In John 15:12, Jesus says, this is his command, to love each other as I have loved you. Jesus loves his people unconditionally. When we go to him in prayer, we expect him to answer us. In fact, we know that he will answer us. Whether it is the answer we want or not, we know we will get one. This is how Jesus wants us to love others. When someone comes to you with a need, be the one that will fill it. Whether it means you fill it directly or get in contact with someone who can, choose to be a part of the solution. Can you imagine what would happen if we all took on this mindset? How much we could change the world for the better if we were the someone that those in need were waiting on. Going into teaching, it is my job to love and care for my students. I can't put off their needs for someone else to care for. I can't just ignore and hope that problems will go away. I have to remember that Jesus said yes to serving those in front of him. I have to face problems head on and say, you know what? I might not know what the right answer is, but I'm going to do everything I can to find out. Let's be solution people. Let's say yes to serving God's children and be the someone that we are all waiting on. Lastly, number three, God will fill in the areas that we lack. When Jesus told the disciples to feed the crowds, their immediate response in verse 17 was, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. The disciples were again being practical. They didn't have enough food to feed the large number of people surrounding them. And once more, Jesus responded with compassion. Let's read what he did in verses 18 through 21. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Jesus took five loaves of bread and the two fish, and he brought them to the Lord. God multiplied what the disciples had to feed all of the people there that day. We read that not only did the people all get to eat until they were satisfied, but they were 12 baskets of bread left over. Can you imagine how much food there had to have been to feed 5,000 men as well as women and children with 12 baskets left over? The leftovers were even greater than what they started with. On their own, the disciples didn't have enough food to feed the 5,000 that day. But with God, they had more than enough to satisfy the needs of the whole crowd. It's easy to look at what is lacking in a situation or in yourself and say no because you feel like you don't have what it takes. We want to give, but we just don't have enough money right now. We want to try that new job, but we just don't feel qualified. We want to say yes, but we don't have the time. It's so easy to look at ourselves and see all the areas where we don't measure up to see all the skills and abilities we don't have. But the amazing thing about being a child of God is that we don't have to measure up because what we are missing, God will take the place of. Give the money that you have. God will provide for your needs. Take that new job. God will bring you knowledge and strength. Say yes, God will bring you time. Whatever it is that you feel is holding you back, 
Ask the Lord to fill that void. When you do this, you will be satisfied and have more leftovers than you can ever imagine. I wouldn't be doing what I am today if I didn't have these truths that God has spoken over my life. I wouldn't have said yes to all the opportunities I have received if I didn't lean on the Lord to fill me where I fall short. On our own, we will never be enough, but with God, we are more than enough for everything that comes our way. I'm not afraid to step into the life God has called me to because I know that he is with me and he will take care of me. Just like Jesus did with the 5,000 that day, when you come to him, he will care for you. He will give you everything you need. You will only have to ask. Next time you have a new opportunity come up or you see a need in front of you, remember what Jesus did and think about these three things. Don't wait until you are 100%. Don't wait for someone else to solve a problem. Choose to be the solution. And God will fill in the areas that we lack. In this next chapter of my life, I will have lots of opportunities thrown my way. When I'm doubting myself or questioning if I'm capable, I need to think back to what Jesus teaches us in this story. When we don't feel 100%, God will bring us strength to get through the day. When we see a problem in front of us, we need to be the solution. When we don't feel like we are enough, we need to let God provide for what is lacking. When we start getting our confidence from the Lord and not from ourselves, we will do amazing things. So what will you do? Will you lean on the one who loves us, and will you remember his promises? Thank you.